Welcome to Cryptonized, the show that interviews the crypto masters and their ideas on investing and the blockchain. And now here's your host, Mark Fidelman. Today we're going to talk Sarah Austin, who has a brand new announcement to make. She's accepted a job somewhere else. I'm going to let her make the announcement on this, and then we're going to get right into talking about marketing crypto. As you know, if you've been listening to this show, crypto is unlike any other, really any other field that's out there and how you market in it is completely different than anywhere else. Sarah, it's always fun. So let's jump right in. Sarah, before you tell us where you're going, will you give us maybe in a hundred words or less, a little bit of a background about yourself? Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me. And as you know, I've spent a lot of time in the corporate world on the Leonardo team doing some fun contributions to influencer marketing on blockchain there. Um, And then I had the opportunity to dabble a little bit um, in talking about crypto um, while at SAP, um, though they are not, you know, into crypto. This is an enterprise company usually using blockchain for supply chain management. Um, And then I also worked on some supply chain management stuff as well at SAP, so an AI and other products. So blockchain was just a little um, blurb on my almost seven-year journey at SAP. And then I moved over to Oracle Financial Services, where I got to do marketing in for banks in financial services on lending and retail banking, corporate banking, and uh, anti-money laundering and know your customer services, um, financial technology services. And um, after spending some time there and dabbling in crypto, you know, I've worked um, as a moonlighter. I've moonlit on several crypto projects. And one project that's really stood out to me um, as I've kind of been looking at maybe moving over to crypto from corporate for the past, I don't know, I'd say two years. I've been really looking at different crypto companies and I ended up settling on a Binance Launchpad project. It's called Kava. And you can check out their website and their white paper at kava.io. But I'm really excited about the potential of financial services and the business model speaks strongly to me. I'm somebody who's worked at and invested in several startups as well as been a startup founder myself. You know, this really came to me um, through the community, the crypto community on the VC side. And um, just, you know, having researched a ton of white papers myself um, and looking at this sort of like this full picture, because I have worked with clients on the stablecoin side. Um, I have worked in lending and collateralization and, you know, but this is really something that I see as incorporating a business model that I think is really going to work. And then also um, just being somebody who um, believes in the team this is a super smart team. I mean, these guys are geniuses. So that's all I want to do. I want to surround myself with the smartest people. Okay. So the announcement's kava.io. You can go check it out. Sarah, when do you start? I start next week. Next week. Okay. All right. Good. So kind of the first topic I want to talk about uh, in relation to marketing is, you know, the relationship between social media 
and crypto. Seems like there's a very strong one. Uh, when I first got started in crypto, it was really strong with Telegram, and now it seems to be migrating over to Twitter somewhat. I mean, what's your what's your thoughts uh, around, you know, what channels and, and the relationship between, between social media and, and crypto these days? Twitter. It's all about Twitter, really. The conversation seems to be there the most. Um, it's the most active, but you know, I've seen I follow a lot of different traders. So the traders are they're also kind of influencers in their own personas um, on Instagram. And um, I guess there's, you know, there's Reddit, like Bitcoin got its start with Reddit. And that's what made it take off to the moon. So <laughs> you're going to see um, certain platforms emerge. And, and, you know, just like social media has launched a lot of other products and people, um, it's certainly helped to launch cryptocurrencies. Yeah. So you think Twitter is the top of the, the stack then, not not Telegram anymore? Because it used to be, you know, remember, it used to be Telegram for the longest time. Yeah, I mean, Telegram's still smoking hot. But yeah, Twitter's really where you're getting your news. And Telegram's more conversational. And you get so many alerts and notifications that, I mean, unless you turn them on on Twitter also, but it just seems like it's easier on a more social media platform than a group chat. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Twitter for sure being the, the larger lion's share of the social media engagements if you looked at it just from a views perspective. Honestly, I'm not even, I mean, I've been on it, but I, I don't know if that's a place where a lot of people go. Now, you, you might correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, it just seems like most of, most. I, I think you're right, Twitter's probably the place to go and then maybe followed by Telegram if you're talking about a very specific company. But I haven't spent a lot of time on Twitch in in relation to, to anything crypto. Okay, so let's talk about why, another reason why social media is really popular, I believe, is because there's pretty much a blanket ban on crypto. Not entirely. You know, I still do some advertisements on Facebook, on Google, uh, even occasionally on LinkedIn and on Twitter. But for the most part, especially if you're promoting any kind of crypto or investing in the US, they're going to ban it. They're not going to let you do it. So social media has become more important uh, from that perspective and making sure that uh, I don't mean to steal your thunder, but I think we're going to talk about influencers right now about leveraging influencers to get the message out. But Sarah, what do you, what's your thoughts on the ban on, on advertising with crypto? Well, I think that, you know, it's, it's just, you don't get to do more traditional types of um, advertising that you can do at, you know, the corporate companies that I'm coming from. So have you run into the ad ban uh, as a big issue or what's your kind of view on, on ads that aren't being approved just, just in crypto? I mean, there's other industries, but as far as technology, it just seems like crypto is the only one that they, they kind of disallow any kind of advertising. Yeah. I think you just have to be really careful about what you talk about and um, my opinion is that the government is highly interested in regulating crypto. Um, a lot of these social media companies don't want to mess with it until the government has taken a real stance because there's been different messages from different government branches and arms. So we're seeing so, you know, once there's consensus, I think across the board, it'll be easier to um, possibly advertise cryptos in the future. Okay. All right. In terms of uh, Bitcoin and Reddit, um, and what's going on on that on those channels, I don't spend a lot of time on Reddit. Admittedly, uh, occasionally I'll go look at it. 
it's a, like a whole new foreign land to me. It's like, I haven't learned the culture. I have, I don't speak Reddit language. Um, but I, I know for, for some people it's a big channel. Are you, first of all, Sarah, are you on Reddit? Yeah, I'm on Reddit. I mean, it's a bit, um, 4chan in terms of the language and the lexicon and the registry of words that, you know, you kind of get to know a little bit and whichever community you're talking with. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of complaints by women about Reddit, um, being difficult to <laughs> communicate. In environment. But I think right. that, I think that Reddit's legit, like it really helped Bitcoin get its start. And, um, you know, you never know what other social media platform is going to come out next. Yeah. And Reddit's been around for a long time. I don't think they've changed their look in 10 years that I've been on. It looks to me, it looks exactly the same. It's like, what, you couldn't have done anything with this interface. And then I, I think you're right. I think it's a boys club. Um, and I, and, you know, boys that are in their, their, uh, their mother's basements. Now I'm going to take a lot of shit for that, but. It just seems like the, 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 the style of talk is very sophomoric and there's this all this subterfuge type uh, language and things going on that I don't even understand about the dark web. Anyway, uh, I know for some people, Reddit, Reddit is amazing and you get a lot of information on Reddit you won't get anywhere else. It doesn't seem to be censored at all. Like you'll see censorship on those other social channels. Reddit seems to, you know, come one, come all. It doesn't matter what, you, what you're into. Well, exactly. So... So when you're doing that kind of conversational dialogue, it's very impromptu and it's some improv perhaps as well. So, you know, you just have to go with the flow of conversation, whatever platform you're on and tailor the content for that platform, be it Facebook or Reddit or wherever. Because we are so restricted with ads, you can't just have the experience anymore now of being able to scroll through your Facebook newsfeed and you really have to just get out there and get on the forums and ask people word of the mouth, word of mouth marketing <laughs> and um, figure out what's hot, you know, like it's harder nowadays. It's harder to just even access that information. I mean, I love ads. Like I've discovered some amazing love products ads. that I buy all the time. I love ads. Yeah. I like, I, I'm one of those, I'm one of the generation. I like want you to have my data. If I'm Googling something to buy, like please algorithms go out there and help me shop. Okay. Like, wow. <laughs> I that, like only it. marketers say that only marketers <laughs> say that and i agree i think i want relevant ads at least if we're going to see ads show me relevant ads so uh, I, I i tend to agree with you yeah okay so let's let's move on to marketing examples from some of the top crypto companies out there you know you, you see tron tron's probably the most doing the most social media marketing and doing the most marketing in general eos is kind of there um, Ripple to me is almost non-existent. I mean, I see a lot of people talking about it. I don't see them advertising much. Who in your mind um, is doing a phenomenal job with marketing their blockchain or their cryptocurrency? I think Ripple is doing a good job in their marketing. Um, they hired. Where do they advertise? Where are they? Where are they? They hired Reinhard Kate to produce content for them. He's a content creator internally, and he's done a great job at profiling some of their executives, and um, they are pretty active at conferences and getting speaking engagements. Um, Brad Garlinghouse, the CEO, is on point with his communications. You know, he's an entrepreneur, a businessman, 
And then, I mean, Tron marketing is just interesting to watch, I must say. Like, they're doing a good job in terms of, you know, getting their marketing dollars ROI. Like, for example, they've been leaning a lot on celebrity endorsements in terms of influencers, almost like squeezing out whatever they can get off of this whole Warren Buffett. Let's move on to another topic uh, related to marketing a little bit. Um, EOS vote buying. What do you know about what's going on in the whole EOS community? I don't know if you're going to talk about some of the, the Chinese guild members and what they're doing. But uh, so give me your thoughts around that, Don. Vote buying you know, the block producers. Right. The so, I mean, it's like every system can be corrupted, right? Even democracy can be corrupted. So we're talking about different types of systems here. And not that I'm an expert at this or anything like that, but I will say <laughs> that it is concerning when the block producers get together. Um, it is concerning for the community um, if votes can be bought and um, it takes a decentralized system and makes it centralized. So, you know, that's what I think about that. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to add some more color to it. I, I think what's going on in the EOS community has got to be, it, it's a little out of control. I mean, you had just recently, you know, one company that kind of took control of the chain, slowed everything down, and they're moving to uh, companies like Wax. Uh, I mean, a bunch of dApps moved over to Wax because of all the problems with, with EOS. And I don't know if they've got that resolved yet. So it could probably happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's talk about, you know, kind of Ripple. You mentioned Ripple before, but their content marketing approach. What is it that you find unique about it? And, you know, should the rest of, you know, the crypto community emulate that? I mean, I hope to emulate <laughs> what Reinhardt um, Kate is doing there. Um, hopefully, you know, like I'll do more behind the scenes videos, answering questions from the community, um, the traders, the developers, and hoping to, you know, bridge that gap from internal communications, external. Okay. So when you, when you look at content marketing strategy and your ripple and, you know, ripples taking on these big banks, how, how do you kind of attack that particular problem? How do you get people, first of all, to believe that ripples a better solution than the banking solution? So it's pretty easy to lay out there, but if it were that easy, then everyone would move to Ripple because you'd be crazy to pay some of the fees you have to pay at banks when Ripple is almost free to kind of transfer money around. So how, how does, how does, I don't know if you could speak for Ripple, but how do they look at content marketing and letting people know there's a better solution out there? Well, I certainly cannot speak um, for Ripple, but I would say that for any um, cryptocurrency that's challenging banks, um, you know, which they are, (laughs) it's just, you know, the banks have a lot to look out for. If these banks want to be around for the next 100 years, you know, kudos on them for building their banks over the last 100 years. Those are the biggest banks that we know, like Citibank, um, who I've helped to launch some marketing campaigns for. Um, I've seen it from the inside the banking world. And yeah, people are nervous about crypto. People are very nervous. People are scared for their jobs, like not in the immediate term, but they do see the long term. And a lot of these, uh, you know, the marketers within the banks, their jobs are to make sure that these banks will be around for the next 100 years. 
Um, so, you know, that's when marketing has to work with innovation and try to innovate some solutions. And Yeah, I think they're just experimenting. I think uh, what's happening with the banks, and, and you'd never know this, but like a JP Morgan, I believe it's JP Morgan, they own like half the crypto patents. They're not doing anything with it. Oh, but right. They own like, yeah, I mean, it's just insane yeah. how many patents they have. Well, if, if you're down on crypto, why do you have so many patents? Are you going to try and shut it down? Yeah. Or are you going to try and profit from it if it does take off? You know, why are you saying one thing publicly and then behind the scenes doing something else? That, that to me, you know, it just reeks of, here we go again. Banks are going to, you know, kind of jump in on this and uh, either take control of it or ruin it. And for me, I'm a big capitalist, a big capitalist, but I don't like the kind of control the financial sector has on our economy and the rest of us. I mean, the fact that we had to bail them out for billions and billions of dollars, um, uh, to me, signals uh, a lot of trouble that we're, we're too, we're too, uh, um, they're, they're too important to our, our economy. And um, that's sad. And, and that's why I'm kind of a big proponent. I'm, I'm not you know, as somebody that says, don't ever use a bank, but I'm like, okay, this crypto is kind of our safety net for now. And then it might take over, you know, 10, 20, 30 years from now. I mean, I personally don't use banks. I keep my, um, I, I, yeah, I just, I know I really don't like if I use a bank, it's because I'm using it for the little bit of us dollar that I'm keeping there for the purposes that I need it. But I'm not, I'm not holding uh, savings accounts in, in banks. I so just, wait, wait, wait. Uh, are you saying everything of yours is in crypto? Yeah, I per I so I hold my assets in crypto. Um, I like crypto because it's a liquid asset. But yeah, I have other assets in my portfolio that I hold my money in. Um, so yeah. So how are you paying for stuff like mortgage or rent or how, how is that done? Well, I mean, I actually don't pay a mortgage um, or rent. Um, yeah, so I I built my own house and. But wow. I pay taxes and, you know, I, I pay, obviously I pay for groceries. I pay for transportation. Like I pay for a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I just keep whatever U.S. dollar I need for that month, whatever my spending habits are that I've allocated um, in my financial budgets. Um, so, but no, I don't keep a lot of cash on hand. I really don't. Hmm. I do not. So you're really, you're, you're all in. Um, I would say at this point, now that I joined a crypto startup, I really am mm -hmm. all in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely don't of an internet that's you know, leveraging the blockchain, but I, I definitely think the, the financial market should be worried because when this thing takes off and it becomes easy to use, because right now it's a pain in the ass to use. I mean, anyone yeah. trying to use crypto, I mean, gra until, until grandma can do it for me, um, yeah. this I is not going to take hold anytime yeah. soon. And, and right now, grandma's not using this. Not without a lot well, of help. Is grandma on Venmo? I think she is. I, I don't know about a lot of people, a lot of grandmas that are on Venmo, but I think a lot of... Venmo is easy to use. It's, it's very simple. You just connect your account and you're going. Um, and I believe you can do credit cards now, which is even easier. So if she can use a credit card, she can use Venmo. So they've made it... And that's a good case in point. They've made it so easy to pay people with Venmo Mm -hmm. that you know people are adopting it in mass we're not going to see that with crypto until we make it at least that easy well you know what i hope that the decentralized um 
movement will uh, really power finance. And um, that's why I'm excited to join Kava Labs. And, you know, the Kava team, they're super smart. Uh, they made a Venmo ILP plugin before it was cool participated early in discussions about, about ILP settlement architecture and the Kava Switch API, which was a groundbreaking demo of the cross-chain payments system and how frictionless that was. So yeah, I mean, I, I hope that this is one of the startups that's going to make that, that bridge possible, but it's going to take some time as the industry matures and evolves. So I'm going to wrap things up uh i've got a few questions that i ask as kind of final questions and one and you're probably already doing this uh but if you had a fictional hundred thousand dollars and you could put it into crypto what would they be and why i mean i'm at this point i'm just gonna say kava because that's how i am with startups like i really do go go all in i have invested in startups that i've worked for in the past um as a signal to the company, like I'm all in, you know, at least for the next five to 10 years, like I will do a big investment of my time like that. So there you go. Um, with that, Sarah, where can people find you if they want to reach out to you, ask you a question? Uh, at Sarah Austin on Twitter. Okay, wonderful. Hey, Sarah, it was really nice talking to you. Thank you. Really good. We'll check in maybe three to six months from now. We'll check in to see Sounds how Sounds like going. a plan. How about that? A reminder that we are not financial advisors and anything we talk about or refer to on the show should not be considered or construed as financial advice. We encourage you to do your own research and come to your own conclusions.